Welcome to God is Open. I'm your host, Christopher Fisher. Today on God is Open, we're not going to do a full-blown episode because this week's just been pretty hectic. I was stranded in Florida for a while, had to sleep in Chicago for a night. It's just been crazy. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a pre-recorded uh, clip, about nine minutes long, and we'll just have a mini-sode this week. Next week, we should have something really good. You guys are going to really love it. Hopefully you do. I'm going to really love it. It's going to be good. So for today's Minnesota, we're going to be talking about just reading comprehension and baptism. Here we go. Let's talk real quick about baptism. Now myself, I don't really care about baptism. I know there's a lot of people that get really worked up and, and uh, they want to insist on baptism leading to salvation and stuff like that. I'm not one of those guys. I don't have strong opinions on baptism. The reason we're talking about baptism today is just reading comprehension. Reading comprehension. Recently, there was a post by someone on my friends list, and they quote Acts 2.38, and it's a question. Does the Bible teach that baptism is for the forgiveness of sins? And then it references Acts 2.38. And the purpose of this question is that people have to say, yes, of course. But let's, let's turn there and see if that actually says what this post implies. Acts 2, 38. Then Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So the operative phrase here is for the remission of sins. And really, the operative word is for. It's a preposition. The Greek word is ice. And looking up this word, you really see that they're, like in any language, this word has a diversity of uses. And often the most common use is like into. People are going from the east to a city. For example, Matthew 2, 1. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod, the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem. So which word is the same word as ice in the Acts passage for forgiveness of sins? It's the same word used for to Jerusalem. The wise men came from the east to Jerusalem. They were going to Jerusalem. This is a directional word. Okay, so let's pretend that the Acts passage is using like a direction in the same way that the wise men come from the east and go to Jerusalem. It could be that in Acts 2.38, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. It could be in order to start the remission of sins, or this is the start of your journey to becoming remissioned of sins. And that, that's like liberty, for liberty of sin. It could be a transition process, like starting a transition. Like people come from the east and they're going to Jerusalem. They're starting at this point and going to this point. And the end state that they want to attain is the remission of sins. It could be like that. But, of course, this, this preposition could be used in a lot of different other ways as well. Matthew 5.34 says, But I say to you, do not take an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. So what's that by mean? It's, it's the same word for remissions of sin by Jerusalem. Like in the name of, 
That, does that make sense? It, it could be in this purpose, which baptism could be a symbolic act. It could be an identification with a concept or with a ministry. It could easily be something like that. Of course, also you have the possibility that's suggested by the author of the original post. This could be that the baptism is the mechanism for the remission of sins. People don't have the remission of sins unless they get baptized. I personally don't think this is very probable, considering that we have a lot of ancient Jewish literature throughout the Old Testament, and this is not talked about, this baptism for remission of sins. And you had a lot of Baptists going around during that time frame, baptizing people into different ministries. And people are showing affiliation with a teaching by getting baptized into that particular cult or that particular movement. Of course, both the Gnostics and the mystery cults had very symbolic purification associations with the baptism. And granted, some of that association could also be found in Jesus and John the Baptist, but it's likely that it might be more symbolic than actual metaphysical. This is metaphysically washing you of your sins, and now this this act of water being passed on you cleanses you spiritually? I don't know. I don't think so. But the text itself doesn't rule this out as a possibility, so it has to be entertained as a possible meaning. Here's the problem with these baptism texts. Is they're so vague and it's just this little quip that there's no context explaining the meaning and then people try to assign these uh, definitive ideas to these various vague proof texts and then they'll live and die by them and they'll say oh you're not a christian because you don't agree with my idea of baptism that i get from these vague proof texts that are without context explaining the meaning and the way that i read it is the definitive way and I'm not entertaining any other possibilities at all. Like the guy I was talking to, he says, well, you're just rejecting the Bible. I'm trying to read the Bible. I'm using reading comprehension techniques. I'm using language skills to figure out possible meanings of the text and trying to figure out what's most likely and examine context. I'm trying to use language skills here. It's, it's like, I, I'm denying the Bible? All right, I don't think so. He tried to redirect also to a later passage in Acts. He says, well, what does Paul say in this later passage over here? And what are my initial thoughts? At first I think, well, the first quote is by Peter and the latter one is by Paul. And so it's not necessary that they have the same ideas. There's nothing in the text itself that warrants that. So, so it could be a valid proof text for interpreting Acts 2, but it also couldn't. The benefit, though, is that the Paul quote is also found in Acts. It's by the same author, and chances are that the same author is trying to use a consistent idea or theme when using the same concepts or the same words. So it's worth checking out and considering for information on how to understand the earlier reference in Acts. So we turn to Acts 22, and in Acts 22.16, it says this. This is Paul talking. For context, this is Paul speaking, but he's recounting what Ananias said to him and his initial conversion, his initial baptism. The text reads, And now why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. So arise, be baptized, wash away your sins, 
Does that give us more clarification or do we encounter the same problems? Does this show that this is definitely not the start of a journey? Does this show that this is definitely not just indication of solidarity with a movement, with the idea, with, a, with the teaching? Does this show that this is a mechanical, the baptism is the thing that washes away the sins, or is this a generality? We don't know. The context doesn't explain the mechanism. So that's the funny thing to me. It's, it's, this guy's proof text for interpreting his previous proof text doesn't leave us any better off. We don't gain anything from just jumping from a vague phrase to another vague phrase. And just assuming both of them reinforce his own meaning, it's not warranted. And what you would want is some sort of explanation, something a little bit more in depth. And even, even cultural context, if you could point to fellow Christians or fellow Jews and their ideas of how baptism worked, that would be possibly valid to bring into the text. But as it stands, putting definite meanings on these short proof texts is not warranted. I treat it with a lot of skepticism. And what I found really funny is that this guy thought that he had a solid proof text and all he has to do is ask a question and put a reference to his proof text and that proof text proved what his point was. But when I wanted to talk about that proof text and possible meanings, he didn't want to talk about that. He wanted to redirect and talk about something else. I wanted to have a conversation about language. He wanted to have a conversation about metaphysics. That'll be our quick little Minnesota for today. If you guys have any questions or comments, please send that to godisopenquestions at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.